Hey everyone, welcome to Choir Talks. So glad that you have chosen to join us today. I want to ask you a question to begin with today. How well do you see? How well do you see? I know for me, as I get older, I see less and less well. Um, for those of you who are watching on video, look at the words on this Bible. See how huge they are? It's called the giant print edition uh, because now my eyes are getting to where uh, it's harder and harder to read. Uh, I wear contacts to help me see from a distance. Um, but I remember the first day that I went in for an eye test and realized that I needed glasses. Uh, I don't know if, if you wear glasses, but if you do, you probably already are identifying with what I'm about to say. But uh, you're very much used to the way you see. You assume it's normal, and they put glasses on you, and you walk outside for the first time. And you look up at trees, and instead of seeing just a green blur, you see individual leaves. And when that happened, it was the coolest thing. I didn't want to get glasses, but uh, I quickly decided I liked them when I realized how great it was to really be able to see. That event of getting glasses changed the way that I saw the world. And so today we're going to read together 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 a little bit. And I want you to see that 2 Corinthians, what happened to you when you became a Christ follower, should change the way that you see the world. And I think that's where Paul is going to take us today. So 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with verse 14, says this, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. All right, that was kind of long, I know. Uh, here's, the, here's the phrase I want you to hear. That he died for all, so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him. So what I want you to hear in there is that if you are a Christ follower because he has given his life for you, it should change the way you see your life. You should no longer live for yourself, what he says here. Instead, you should live for the one who died for you, which is Jesus. That's what it looks like to be a Christ follower. When you follow Christ, it completely changes your life. It is uh, This gift of salvation is completely free. It costs you nothing. On the other hand, like this verse points out, it costs you everything. Now you live your life as though it no longer is yours, but it belongs to the one who died for you, Jesus. I want you to go back with me to the first phrase that of this uh, verse. It says this, for Christ's love compels us. So if you've really made uh, Jesus the Lord of your life, then uh, his love compels you to live your life differently. It compels you to see your life differently and to see the world around you differently. It, it changes your motivation. Now you're compelled, uh, you're pushed forward by the love of Christ rather than pushed forward by my own self-interest and my own self-agenda. Uh, so it, it changes the way I see my life when I follow Christ. Um, so uh, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. That's Jesus, right? One died for all, and therefore all died. Now, Paul describes this in more detail in Romans chapter 6 when he says this, We are those who have died to sin. Christ died to save us from our sin, and we uh, now have died to our old lives of sin. 
again in uh, Romans 6, he says this, therefore, we have been buried with him. That's those of us who have died with him, right? We have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Now we've got a new life with a new way of seeing our life because we have died in him and been raised in him. So in, in Romans 6, he says it this way, So do not offer any part of yourself as an instrument, instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been uh, brought from death to life. All right? So we're brought from death into life. Now we belong to him. We call Jesus Lord often. He is uh, our Lord, we say. Lord means the boss or the owner. So if you've come to follow Christ, is, is he your boss? Is he your owner? Do you really see your life that way? Do you see yourself giving your life and living your life for him? Uh, Galatians 2.20 says it really succinctly this way. It says, uh, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ now lives in me. All right, so it changes just like the day I put on those glasses, changed the way I saw the world forever. When you follow Jesus, it changes the way you see your life. No longer my own now, but I'm to live this life for him. All right, but secondly, it changes the way we see other people. Um, we see our lives different. We see other people different. Verse 16, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Right, it changes the way uh, we see everyone, he says here. It, we No longer from a worldly vantage point, but now we see from a spiritual vantage point. Um, so how does, how does the world regard people? How does the world see people? Um, through a worldly lens, we look at people and we see their, their family or their friends or their enemies maybe or customers or potential clients or their neighbors or their coworkers. Um, that's the way the world sees uh, people, the people are around us. But as Christ followers, we begin to see in a different way, not just a worldly point of view, but from a spiritual point of view. All right, here's the way Jesus saw people. Luke 19.10 says this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus, um, the one we follow, saw people as being completely loved and cherished by the Father and yet separated from him, or lost, as he says here. And he says, I've come to seek them out, to look for them, to go and rescue them, seek and save them. So if we're following Jesus and that's the way he sees people, then that changes the way we see people. We see the people around us, whether they're friends or, or enemies, uh, we can't see them that way any longer. We see them now as cherished by the Father, and yet separated from him until they come to know Jesus. And so we see them as sheep in need of a Savior, as lives in need of uh, being rescued by the Father. All right, so um, the death of Jesus changes um, the way we see others. Putting on those glasses for the first time changes the way we see the world. Put, following Christ for the first time changes the way we see others, but it also changes the way we see ourselves. First, the next verse, 17, and this is a great verse. If you do scripture memory at all, this needs to be on your list of verses to memorize. Um, I memorized it in King James, kind of went like this. Um, 
Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old, behold, uh, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Um, I messed that up a little bit. Out of the uh, NIV I'm reading today, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So if, if you are a Christ follower, follower, this verse says that you are a new creation, a new creature. Um, so when you follow Christ, it doesn't make you a better person. It makes you a completely different person, and you need to begin to see yourself in, in this new light. Um, Nicodemus uh, was a, a ruler of the Jewish people, and in John chapter 3, he came to Jesus to talk about having this relationship. And, um, and so Jesus said to him something that sounded crazy. He said, if, if you want to uh, be a part of the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. And uh, that sounded crazy, and he said, how could that happen? How could I go back into my mother's womb? Um, but Jesus said, um, you, you need to be born of the water, but also born of the Spirit. So we have this physical birth that brings us into life, but we also have a spiritual birth that brings us into the kingdom of heaven if we are Christ's followers. And now we are completely uh, different people. If there's no difference in your life before meeting Christ and your life now, then you should, you should check yourself. You should ask yourself, do I really know him, and am I really sincerely following him? Because when you become a Christ follower, it changes your life. All right, you might see that I'm leading you somewhere. Here it is. I'm telling you that it changes the way you see your life. Now your life belongs to him. It changes the way you see people around you. Now you see them as objects of God's love and in God's desire, and he wants to bring them in relationship with him. So here's what he goes on to say, verse 18. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. All right, here's what changes. When you put on these glasses of becoming a Christ follower, it changes the way you see your work in this world. Uh, you're no longer here in this world to be uh, an engineer or a salesperson or, or whatever. You are here to be a, a minister of reconciliation. Listen to it again. Uh, all this is from God. So God initiates this. He initiates, starts with God. All this is from God who reconciled us to him. He saved us. He brought us into relationship with him. The word reconciled, by the way, means to be uh, uh, exchange hostility for a friendly relationship. Before we knew Christ, uh, we were hostile toward him because we were living uh, a life of sin. But when we found salvation, we gave that over to be his followers and live in harmony with him. So he's given us this relationship with him, this reconciliation. But he not only gives us the gift of reconciliation, but he, he asks us to be a part of giving that gift to other people. So he says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, if you've ever thought in your life, hey, this ministry of going out and sharing the gospel and helping other people to, to come to see Christ and know him, that's the, that falls in the realm of those who are paid, minister, paid ministers, paid staff at my church or other churches. Um, that is just not the truth. That is the calling all of us have. All who have been reconciled are now given the ministry of reconciliation. He goes on to say, 
um, verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Well, I love the fact that it's the world. It includes every one of us. Uh, those that the world may see as unworthy or the, or the lowest uh, are included here in who, those who God is reaching out to, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, as he committed to us the message of reconciliation. So he's given us this job of reconciliation, but he's also given us um, what to share, the message, which is this. Jesus Christ is, is the Savior of the world who came and gave his life to pay for the sins of the world so that they might have new life in him that they might have forgiveness in a relationship with God the Father. Um, or this, uh, the most succinct verse that I can think of that shares that, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the message of the gospel. And so verse 20 to end here, he says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. There's our message. Be reconciled to God. We are his ambassadors. Here's your job on earth. No longer an engineer, a salesperson, or whatever. Your job is an ambassador. You're going to work a secular job, but your real purpose here on earth is to be an ambassador, to share this message, be reconciled to God, to share it with those who are, who are separated from the life they're intended to have in Christ Jesus, who are losing out on all that you know that is awesome, uh, that the Father has given you in Christ Jesus. They need from you to hear the message, be reconciled to God. You're an ambassador. Um, when Paul was writing this, there were uh, the Romans uh, had two kinds of ambassadors. They sent out senatorial uh, ambassadors to senatorial provinces. Those were provinces where peace, people were peacefully uh, living with Rome. Um, and then they were imperial provinces, those who were had to be under military rule because they were always trying to rebel. That's where we're going. That's where we're sent. We are ambassadors to imperial provinces here on this earth. We're ambassadors to a people who are ready to rebel and, and push God out of the way and out of their lives. Followers of Jesus are here in the midst of all that to, uh, to say something different than what the world is saying, which is this. The Father loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. So how, how well do you see? Do you see your life differently now that you follow Christ? Um, are you living just for your own interest? Or have you said, like he said in the beginning, um, that we no longer live for ourselves, we live for him? Do you see people differently? Are you willing to step out and be an ambassador to share and show the love of, fa of the Father uh, to help the people that you now see as the ones that he loves? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the salvation that you've given us that has changed our lives. Not only the way we see ourselves, but who we truly are in you, God, that we are now a new creation. And that, Father, that you've given us uh, new desires, that you've given us a new perspective on people. They're no longer um, anything that the world sees, but they're people that you love and that people that now we love because of the love that you've put in our hearts for them. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've called us to help them, to come alongside of them and help them to see the truth that will change their lives for the better, the truth that will help them to know you. 
Father, thank you that you have allowed us to participate in this ministry of reconciliation. God, open our eyes to see those around us who need to know you and send us to them, Father. Empower us by the Holy Spirit and send us. And I ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing with me today. May God bless you. Have a great day. Come and join us at Ridgecrest. We'd love to see you Sunday mornings at 1030.